All right. So I had homework. Do you remember my homework? Nope. I have to come up with ways for you to propose. Yep. Now do you remember? Yep. Okay. So I spent too much time on this, I think. <laughs> um, and really, I only have one that I think is really the, the one to go with. Because you okay. said no, no, uh, the sky's the limit or whatever. Um, right. But I still want to make it like real. Yeah. Okay. I so, mean, that's kind of the point. Yeah. So the first one, not original, but I think a go-to for a reason. It's just what I did. Pick a place, go there, propose there. Mm-hmm. It's not particularly exciting. It's not particularly original. Right. But whatever you do, it'll be memorable and yeah. it'll be a big gesture. Mm-hmm. Two, um, a little bit more, more her, a little bit more you. I think it's you, so I assume it's her. Okay. Uh, I dug into it. I did a little bit of research. You could do, uh, I think it's probably mostly cardboard for like 250 but there's like $1,000 ones that are bigger, and it's like a life-size TARDIS, and you like make a themed proposal, okay? Okay. So like I know you said you guys are kind of homebodies. Mm-hmm. So like you make a room up. Like she's gone one day and you make a room and there's like the TARDIS there and maybe you dress up as one of the characters or something. Yeah. Um, she does not like Doctor Who, so. Okay, well. But doing the same thing maybe in Game of Thrones. Yeah, there you go. So that's the thing. I will just pick like a, use these as a, a bouncing off point because mm-hmm. the last one is my one that I really like and I think there's a hundred different ways to take it. Okay. It's kind of the long term one though. Like. A long con. It's a long con. Great. So you wait until because it's going to happen at some point hopefully until you have a funeral and then you offset said funeral with a proposal in front of everyone in attendance of your family Mm -hmm. because then it is all about her and it flips it on its head (laughs) that's not my real one okay but i feel like that should be a thing why would that be a thing I've seen a video of someone proposing at someone else's wedding that is the absolute worst idea ever. No, I think the funeral's worse. No. No, 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 no. Because a funeral is supposed to be about the people. Mm -hmm. The funeral is not about the person who's dead. Okay, I can see that. It's about the the Mm -hmm. people who loved said person. Okay, but yeah, the wedding is definitely... the wedding is about the the groom, but mostly the bride. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And to steal her and a little bit of his thunder yep. is the worst. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's a good one. All right, my real one. Okay. This is really the one, like, if I were to come up with one, this is the one. For you, you sure you don't want to save this for your second wife? Um, No, I'll do, I, I won't. No, I'm good. Okay. Um. So here's what you do. You get her out of the house for the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if you just call, go and call in sick take a vacation day and she doesn't know about it yeah she gets home and she opens the door and maybe there's a giant banner that you printed from kinkos this kinkos isn't a thing anymore is it it's fedex printing FedEx store or something yeah. i don't know so there's a giant banner that says like marry me and then there's the tv uh you know how you can pay like quasi celebrities like 50 dollars and they'll do a video for you okay so I looked. There's like Doctor Who people. There's Game of Thrones people. It's not going to be your big so names. like celebrity impersonators? No, or? no, no, no. Like Hornswoggle's on there. Like oh, you can okay. pay Hornswoggle $35 and he'll make a custom video for you for like 
two minutes. Are they on like Fiverr or something? No, it's websites just devoted to just doing this. Okay. Okay. So so there's like 500 people. Danny Bonaducci. You know, like, but that's <laughs> yeah. your, but that's your level of caliber of people. So okay. this is not your only proposal. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is just part of it. Um, she'll open a bat, like maybe you, you set it up. So she's got kind of a, I would say scavenger hunt, but you can even just tell her exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. So she opens up, uh, the bathroom and then there's a thousand balloons in there filling it that all say, marry me. Right. Maybe you've got. Uh, a mug on the table this is marry me so what you're doing i think the banner has already given up the scavenger hunt no 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 no. no. the 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 joke the joke the the, joke no the 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 thing is that you're coming up with a hundred mundane ways to propose i don't even say mundane okay a hundred small ways to propose Mm -hmm. um maybe because they have like marry me uh uh Fortune cookies, mm-hmm. right? So you can say, have a cookie, and it says, marry me. So you're asking her a hundred different times in a hundred different ways until she gets to whatever room you're in, and then that's when you actually ask her. So that's the best I got. Yeah. The best those, are got. All, those are all good and better than I could think of. Yeah. So. But I haven't really done much research. Yeah. So that's the best I got. I think when I actually do ring shopping, then I will do proposal shopping. Mm-hmm. Which is mental. So you're gonna put that off for like eight years, I assume. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm as good at, at uh, proposing as I am with homework. Yeah. But I did do the homework this weekend, and also good. It took way too long. Sorry. Is that on me? I kind of forgot about how our podcast works, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh shit! I got to scramble to figure out what I'm doing because after he gives me his, then I that I didn't need to do that. Mm-mm. Nope, that's not how it works. Nope. Uh, you know what I found out isn't how movies work? What's not how movies work? Oh, no. Leprechaun what, Origins? Oh, no. We watched Blood Rage 2nd, not 1st. <laughs> Save that segue for later. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anything you got from this week? Anything exciting? Uh, I mean, today's the first day of the Olympics, as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. It, tonight's the opening. I think tonight's the opening ceremony. Don't care. Something. Don't but, care. Yeah. Uh, I love the Winter Olympics. I think I like I like them more than the Summer Olympics. I love curling. Uh, is it because you think you could do it? <laughs> uh, that maybe plays a little into it. I don't know, but I I really really like curling, and I DVR curling, which apparently is on my TV, so I can DVR it. Not just the Olympics, like when it's on. At other times, which surprised me that it is. Uh, but I found it one day, and there, and now, I'm, now I, I always have access to it. Hmm. I feel like that's just called the internet. Like you could just watch. Sure. I mean, I have. Dude, when I was unemployed, man, I lost days to things like that. Like I found out that there is a whole major cricket league that put all their matches on YouTube. And I spent about four days, five days, maybe longer, just watching cricket all day, learning how to play cricket, looking up the rules and everything so I could become a better watcher of cricket. And now I know how to play cricket. Mm-hmm. That have, was like 10 years ago. Have you ever held a cricket wiffle ball bat? I have not held a cricket bat. Is it just cricket bat? Yeah. That's all it's called? Cricket bat. Oh, felt like it should have been something sexier. It's the... What, 
Sean's holding in Shaun of the Dead. Mm. I don't like Shaun of the Dead. What? Mm-hmm. That is a perfect movie. No. That is a 100% perfect movie. That is one of my favorite comedies of all time. And, prob- yeah, I would call it my favorite zombie movie of all time. I feel like it's too slapsticky. I don't even say I, won't, I dislike it. It's just when it's held in such high regard and then... You resent it. I'm so neutral on it that you I resent it, its that perfection. It, that it turned. Yeah, I'm jealous of it. <laughs> um, yeah, not a fan. It's definitely of the best of the Cornetta trilogy. I don't know what that means. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and I couldn't uh, finish Hot Fuzz. I couldn't couldn't finish Hot Fuzz. Apparently, you just don't like fun or good <laughs> yeah, movies. I'm, I'm anti fun. This this wall, I guess, tells me you don't like good movies. <laughs> That's fair. Where are all the house movies? They're still there. They're still there. There they are. Their whole set. Well, there's the first four of them. The first four. And it looks like there might be more next to it. How are there so many house movies? <laughs> I'm still intrigued. I kind of want to leave this as like the, the thing. <laughs> that's that's our thing that never get answered. Is that's your rosebud. The house movies. Well, I guess that's not the rosebud's what motivates you. You know what I mean. It's well, the, the whole car- point of rosebud is it's a red herring. Yeah. It it but doesn't it's actually mundane. have meaning. I mean it's it has meaning, but it's not it's not what made No no no, but it was it's the thing that you're seeking towards. Sure. Yeah. But that's not how that phrase goes, what I say it's your rosebud. It would be the holy grail. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Monty Python. Uh speaking of Easter coming up, we watched some Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> We watched a Thanksgiving movie. And one... And a movie with a dinner scene. If they would have had a turkey there or just said the word Thanksgiving, that should have been a Thanksgiving movie. They got together for the parents' anniversary. There was an explicit reason that wasn't Thanksgiving, the way they were all together. But it should have just been Thanksgiving, because then it could have been a holiday horror movie. They missed out on that. Dropped the ball. With your next. Because it could have been a Thanksgiving movie. And usually I'm really good with your descriptions of our episodes, mm-hmm. but I was so upset because last episode, my favorite moment was when I subverted the fuck out of you, your quote, and it didn't make it into the description. What do you mean? You subverted the fuck out of my quote. Your quote was, I sub- you. I just got subver- subverted the fuck out of, because we had that giant conversation about yeah, subverting when you, things. When you subvert yeah. everything, you're not subverting yeah. anything. And then I said, that's not really a... Th- Thanksgiving movie that I'm calling a Thanksgiving movie. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. I need to start editing here. When we get towards the end, I maybe kind of stop listening <laughs> yeah. as intently as <laughs> the beginning. I've said that before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're next. Synopsis? That's what I was waiting for you to say this entire time. Fuck you. No, seriously, like... You were just going on and on, and I'm just waiting. I was literally staring at you mm-hmm. intently, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting for the word synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, people want to kill this family, and so one of the new additions, a, a girlfriend saves the day-ish. Overall thoughts? Uh, this is not This is not a bad movie. I'm not going to say it's a good movie. I am going to say that 
I liked I I liked this movie. But I feel like some of the dialogue in this like that I kind of don't care about the whole movie. I just wanted to spend the whole time talking about the dinner scene because the dialogue in the dinner scene through basically until the mom dies is some of the realest fucking dialogue. Because it's all ad-libbed between friends. That's all that's are, happening. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> that's, okay. So, okay. That's why the movie didn't live up to that. That's okay. okay, I get that now. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. The the big brother ragging on... Oh, uh, yeah. Col- not Colin. Crispin? Crispin. Yeah. And then he's got the arrow in him, and, <laughs> and he's, he's still, still yelling. Yeah. Yell. God, he's like, it's so good. <laughs> and then, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm already giggling about it. Okay, so it starts off with a couple where, like, the woman is incredibly attractive. She's got a bit of a butterface, but definitely, like, why, why the fuck is she with this dude? Other, I mean, I guess they said the rich. he's the, no, he's the he's prof- a college professor. Yep. and She's a student. Yep, sure, but that guy. Is Larry Fessenden? Oh, doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's a big time, big time is in quotes. He's a very well respected, respected indie horror guy, okay. um, and he's kind of the uh, the the old man, uh, the old veteran that all the indie horror filmmakers look up to. If that makes any sense, so you see him. He does tons of cameos and all of these things because he's he's like the Lloyd Kaufman, uh, who's the trauma guy. Mm-hmm. Trauma guy does tons of cameos and a bunch. I was of waiting shit. for you to say to him for him to for you to say he's the Lloyd Kaufman of horror. Uh, he's the Lloyd Kaufman <laughs> of good horror. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I thought that was Larry Cohen. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Good. He's in between there. He's de- Larry Cohen definitely has one foot uh, in the shit and another foot in like real movies. And that's what he does is he somehow manages to put them together and make God told me to. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Larry Fessenden. So you'll see him pop up a lot throughout uh, our time here together. Okay. They um, get killed. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, then... We go to the, we cut to the car and Crispin is talking to Aaron about it's been a while since they've all been together. They're going to the the parents' house. Blah blah blah. I don't care. The whole family ends up together. Yes. Uh, and here's your family. Do you recognize the blonde mom? The blonde mom. I when I saw her name in the credits, I recognized her name. It's Barbara Crampton from From Beyond. Oh okay. Um. That's the one that I told you that she was recently at a convention and I was standing there. Somebody was like, do you see how hot Barbara Crimpton is? I would fuck her so hard. It's just something totally horrible. And then it was like, like the, a 70 year old woman. Uh, did she woman? she is super attractive. Um, but <laughs> she was literally behind him and I watched him. <laughs> I watched him have that moment where it was like a, a bad TV show where they're like, he's right behind me, isn't he? But she was because her friend, he was t- telling a friend that and the friend's face was just like, holy fuck, <laughs> Barbara, Cr-. like that's what his face said. Like that's what it translated <laughs> to. And then the guy had just the most awkward moment where he looked at this guy, a woman that could have been his grandmother and he just talked about doing something very nasty to her and had to slink away. 
It was wonderful. I relish like just social awkwardness when I'm not involved in particular. <laughs> it's really yeah. great. I'm, um, usually, I'm usually too busy creating, creating it to appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so the family starts to come together. Before the family all makes it together, Barbara Crampton is sweeping up the house sweep uh, with a broom. Mm-hmm. This is a very wealthy family. Mm-hmm. Very nice house. This is a summer house or, or an extra house. This is a yeah, vacation it's a house. Yeah, definitely. Which is a mansion. Mm-hmm. And they have the oldest fucking corn broom that you have ever seen in your life. Buy a new fucking broom. Well, they don't know how to buy brooms. That's the maid's job. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that was an old broom. But I feel like it was like one that you broke in and it really worked well. Yeah. That's probably what it was. So it's like a family heirloom. Yeah. You you go out and you get new straw to put in it. Mm-hmm. You, time to restraw the broom again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here we start, the family all comes together. And... Uh, it's not going to mean much to you now, but this, uh, the older brother. He his, looked familiar. His name is Joe Swanberg. He's kind of an indie movie guy, not necessarily indie horror guy, but indie movie guy. Um, he, Tariq, uh, is a guy named Ty West, uh, who's. Didn't he direct one, something we did? Uh, we, he hasn't directed anything we've watched, no. Hmm. But he's directed uh, some movies that are held in pretty high regard and got a lot of acclaim. Um, I love the fact that his name is Tariq and he is a white motherfucker. <laughs> like that was obviously the, they wrote the script and they, uh, they've said that they like, they wrote the script. Yeah. Then they cast Ty West and they were just like, he's Tariq. We're just lazy. It is Tariq. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crispin, uh, uh, is a guy named AJ Bowen and he is, uh, a horror fan from, very young age and like that's what he wants to do as a career the coolest quote that i ever heard from him is he got paid 10 grand or whatever for being in some movie and all he did was he took that check and bought an original clive barker painting so i was like you're my fucking guy (laughs) all right then um he did horror hound a couple years ago and it was one of the best experiences that i've had with with somebody um part of the reason was i think it's always a little bit better than this because it takes the awkwardness out of it and this is on me i think he directed Cabin Fever 2. I knew Ty oh, West did something. You're correct. Yes, I'm sorry about that. Yep. Yep. Uh, and that's the guy that I said he has disowned that movie. Yeah. So you're correct. I apologize for that. I forget that that's a Ty West movie because it doesn't feel like a Ty West movie. <laughs> um. Anyway, so. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're excited. fine. No, you're fine. You were, you were correct. Um. So. He, d- he didn't charge all weekend for any autographs. So he signed like a dozen things for me and my wife. And we just had wow. like this awesome conversation. And I think not having that monetary thing helps with that. Like, and again, I'm putting that on me. But the fact that we just like, we BS'd about movies. And I talked to him about some of his movies that he was in. And he was like, I don't like this one as much as this one and things. And he did it. Like we talked as fans. Mm-hmm. And it was very cool. That's cool. Um yeah, super cool guy. Um, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just trying to figure out where I recognize him from. You're good. Who? Uh, Drake. Oh, okay. So that gives you kind of the arsenal that you need. And then the, the writer. He was in Cabin Fever too. That's probably fucking where I recognize him. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the answer to every question is Cabin Fever 2. 
Fuck. <laughs> so uh, now we get uh, this exchange. Like they ask Tariq what he does, and he says that he makes indie movies. He, yeah. He uh, yeah he makes documentaries. Yes. Uh, and how's that? How's his career going? Uh, he made a documentary a few years ago, and it was in the Cleveland Underground Film Festival. What's an underground film festival? Uh, it's a film festival. I was it's, trying to rehash the right, but dialogue, and you just. I was trying to have you because the next he says, "What's an underground film festival?" Do they do it oh, underground? Do they do it underground? <laughs> yeah, and then I was supposed to say, "No, it's above ground." <laughs> <laughs> but basically, what this is 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 that they're going back and forth and making fun of one another with with this dialogue because that's what these fuckers do yeah that was like i totally get that that was like the most soul crushing like oh i love commercials like they, they <laughs> commercials are the new art form you ever thought about doing commercials you know they really they have to they really they have to tell a story in such a small amount of time they've really purified the art form it's like oh and, fuck and, re- and remember I, there are people like that that exist <laughs> and that i have interacted with and remember the director and the writer on set who's also one of these guys friends right who's making this fucking movie and they're uh-huh. just like swinging at each other um a running through line is that joe swanberg keeps calling uh aj bowen fat yeah throughout the film mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and uh he is not fat no but he definitely like he even says in the movie he's like i just have a round face <laughs> because he does like you could see that face belonging to someone who is fat mm-hmm. without any extra poundage yeah but he's also a medium to small built guy and his face fits fine. Right. It's awesome. Because even a little <laughs> bit later. Because uh, they keep filming him like in in medium close up. So like you don't get to see his body that much. No, but he's not big. Yeah. Uh, so later, even when Joe Swanberg has an arrow through his back, he's calling him fat. <laughs> yeah. And his he's looking at his brother who has an arrow through him. And he's like, I'm not fat. I have a round face. I'm not fat. God, I wish... Like that that is my entire problem with this movie is that all of that was so good. Like the rest of the movie isn't bad. I if if the dialogue in that wasn't like I felt like I felt like the dialogue was almost wasted because it was so good and then the rest of the movie is really is a serviceable action thriller type thing. It's it's not a bad movie by any means. But that was so good and it like set my expectations so high. That the rest of it kind of falls flat, but so this group there was uh it's kind of faded now, but there was this trend in the uh, early to mid two thousands uh, when mumblecore started becoming a thing, and Joe Swanberg is you know I'm assuming you know mumblecore. I think I've heard the term, but I don't know what so it means. So mumblecore is just like an indie thing where it's like not much happens throughout the entire film, and it's like twenty somethings kind of literally mumbling and talking about their feelings or whatever i always assumed it was music no 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 it's film it's like a film movement um and some of them are serviceable some of them are i just said serviceable because you just said it like 30 times <laughs> um they're fine it's not a bad thing but this group of of people and some others ended up kind of making stuff that was labeled as mumble gore so nice. imagine films kind of centered around their relationships and things where they and then it devolved into a horror movie like this. 
kind of it gets a little bit bigger than that mm -hmm. but this would have kind of th this might be the ultimate mumble gore movie they could be like the horror version of broken lizard yeah yeah uh it's cool when you look at the wikipedia page for any of these guys uh, including the writer, director, and, and the actors in this. Mm -hmm. They've got these big charts because their their relationships are so intertwined to their careers. They've got this <laughs> big chart for when and who they worked with because they're all so intertwined. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we got our awesome dinner conversation. Um, and then all hell starts to break loose, right? Mm -hmm. Arrows start flying through the windows. Um, right into Tariq's head. Right into Tariq's head. He's dead from the get-go. Yep. Gone. Uh, Sharni Vinson. They kind of kill him off in pairs. Like, Tariq dies and then the daughter dies. Uh, All right, let's talk about the daughter's death. What happens there? So, uh, Drake's got an arrow through him. In, in his back yes and he calls felix a low life at one point like the like the the other the other younger brother mm -hmm. is like uh, uh they must have a cell phone jam where you can buy them online for like thirty dollars yes. he's got an arrow in his back <laughs> there are air, there are arrows <laughs> flying and he's like they must have a cell phone i, I saw your thunder but he's you know, they must have a cell phone jammer you could buy them on they're highly illegal but they're online for like 30 bucks he's like He's on the ground writhing in pain. Oh, of course you fucking know that, you fucking lowlife. <laughs> it's just like this, sub oh. this sibling rivalry. Yes. Like, can't it end. was so good. <laughs> and oh. then they decide that, uh, oh, this doesn't happen. It doesn't matter. There, there's an argument that takes place about who's the fastest. Is that right? This yeah, that's this part. And, and the guy Chris, that, that's when he calls Crispin fat. Yeah, he's uh, they're arguing about who the guy that still has the arrow in him. So even if he was the fastest, he has mm -hmm. a fucking arrow through his shoulder, uh -huh. and he's saying he's the fastest, and he can outrun Crispin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he calls him fat again. So they decide that they're going to open the doors at the last second. She's going to run out and run for help, and there is a some piano wire there that cuts her head a little bit off and she dies i thought that was a pretty good kill yeah it's a good kill take you by surprise i love how when uh kelly runs out drake tries to follow her and hits his yes. arrow on yes. the, the wire yes and it's like ah oh, fuck i and love that little thing because that's like a real thing that you wouldn't he, he would duck to miss himself, but the arrow's sticking out of his back. Because it's not it. part of his body. He doesn't know yeah, exactly. that it's there. Yep, like, he knows it's there. That but... was an awesome thing. Yeah. I'm glad you And then he just like too. pulls it out and passes out. Um, so they end up getting sieged, right? Yep. Um, they find out there's been people in the house. Uh, they find, at one point, he finds urine in a, in a water bottle. Yep. Because they've, been, they've been in there for a while, right? Um, and people start getting picked off. So dad ends up dying. Mm, mom mom dies. Mm -hmm. uh, dad dies. Uh, that's that's when we find, see, if I feel like the theme wasn't Thanksgiving. I feel like the theme for this week was dramatic irony. Okay. Because we find out halfway into the movie that it's Felix and Z. Mm-hmm. That the youngest brother and his girlfriend, they're the ones behind all of this. Mm -hmm. And then we have to go through the rest of the movie with that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And obviously, dramatic irony is the entirety of 
flood rage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, one of the moments, so we, we do have a heroine, a smart heroine, mm-hmm. and that's Sharni Vincent. And what's her name? Aaron. Aaron. Okay. So Aaron, the first thing, she ends up managing to kill one of the intruders pretty quickly. And something that I really liked is they did not do the thing where you're like nervous about looking at the mask or you don't do it. Mm-hmm. The very first thing she does, as soon as this fucker's dead, she takes the mask off and is like, do you guys know who this is? Yeah. Because that never happens in any fucking movie. Right. They just leave him lay there with the mask. It's on. like there's tense music, and they're going to lift it very slowly, and then they hear a noise somewhere else, and they never get to look under it. No, she doesn't do that at all. Right. Immediately, she's ripping it off, and everybody's like, "I don't know who the fuck that is. That's just some random dude." Yeah, she beats the fuck it like out of his brains with a, a mallet, with a tenderizing mallet. And my note was, "That'll do." <laughs> yeah, I think that worked. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but she's a total badass. Um, what did you think about her explanation for why she's a total badass? Being a survivalist? Yes. Fine. So, like, I, this caused a lot of debate when this movie came out, and I get it, because every time I hear it, I kind of cringe a little bit, because it feels forced. And the the filmmakers have spoken at length about it, and they're like, here's the thing, we could have either chose to do that, or not done anything, and then people would have bitched and said, why can she do any of these right. things? So she could have been a, a secret spy or a bunch of other dumb things. This I mean, is, it's better than a secret spy. Yeah. But there's there are a load of dumb things yeah. that it could have been or they could have left it open. Yeah. None of it's entirely satisfying. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it didn't turn you off totally? No. Okay. If there was something I was worried about this movie, it was you were going to hear that and just throw your arms up and be like, What? <laughs> no that's what you say it's like your catchphrase what <laughs> is that what you say all the time yeah mm-hmm. totally okay good we're on the same page mm-hmm. um so we, f- we find out it's the brother and his girlfriend uh and they set upstairs. up they set up a home alone nail trap they do <laughs> Uh, Aaron and Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Cut you off. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. But I think if we're talking outside of the dinner scene, which you say is basically ad lib, if we're assuming that this is a written line, maybe it isn't. I don't know. My favorite line outside of uh, dinner from dinner to mom's kill is fuck me next to your dead mom (laughs) she's like fuck me next to your dead mom he's like oh why would you say that and then her response is you never do anything exciting (laughs) it's like i love the the the, the, that relationship there because he's like that's not really a fair thing to say right now and she goes well then fuck me next to your dead mom (laughs) like that scene was great um, you've said before you're not a big Seinfeld guy. True. Um, did you ever see the episode where about Dirty Talk? Can't say that I have. So there was this great episode, and uh, Jerry broke up with this girl. They were asking him why he broke up. He said it's embarrassing. He didn't want to talk about it. So you go through the whole episode, and he says, well, they were having Dirty Talk. She mm-hmm. always talked dirty to him and everything. And he tried to keep up with her. And he said something back to her, and she got mad and stormed off and mm. left. So the point of the episode is like, what did he 
say to her, right? Okay. So he ends up finally owning up to the fact that he says, she said uh, something about her panties, taking off her panties. To which he replied, ooh, do you mean the panties your mother left out for you? And the whole point of it is, is like, that's weird. That's but weird. But it's not like innocuous. <laughs> it's not. But also st- really creepy. <laughs> but not like storming out and never call me again material. <laughs> like, that's kind of why he was so confused. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I could see that being mood killing, but not storming out. <laughs> but they, kept, they were, so they were trying to figure out if it like meant something more than they thought that it did. <laughs> Uh, I feel like fuck me next to your dead mother is a little bit more <laughs> egregious. A, yeah, a little bit. Not that much. <laughs> that was a different episode of Seinfeld yeah. where he said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, So we end up finding out that A.J. Bowen is also in on the scheme to kill the family, take right. the inheritance. So she kills uh, Felix and Z. She kills Felix by... Uh, busting a blender over his head and then turning it upside down and turning it on, which is pretty yes. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make a montage of just like kitchen kills, like the last house on the uh, left remake where they exploded the dude's head with a microwave mm-hmm. and like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The maximum overdrive, like uh, electric, electric knife that was alive. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Oh, 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 oh. Right in the middle, we're going to have this conversation. Okay. Uh, I, I read on writing, but you recommended multiple oh, okay. times. Yeah. Um, and like, it, it's it's like partially almost an autobiography mm-hmm. and then partially a, a writing manual. Yeah. And I feel like I would have enjoyed it more if it was two different books. Like, I feel like he's had enough happen. He could just write an autobiography and then he could do the other because he, I kept waiting for it. And, uh, waiting for him to get to actually talking about writing. And then finally he started talking about like Jaren's and I was like, Oh yeah, I got my literary boner. <laughs> Tell me about Jaren's Mr. King. I mean, it's literally on writing. It's not how to be a good writer. No, I know. So it's about how writing had, how writing has played in his life. Um, from like, but then, but it's writing also, the short stories and but it's also, tacking those. It's also a manual, though. It's like an odd hodgepodge that I mm-hmm. think is what he wanted it to be. But I'm saying it's just not what mm-hmm. I was expecting. Apparently, he's re- he's written a second book that I need. I, yeah, I need to read. Um, but it, but it was good. Like uh, I think my favorite quote from the entire book was uh, "The road to hell is paved with adverbs." <laughs> like he was talking about, like don't waste your time with adverbs, yeah. and he hates them, and uh, past present tech tense and things like that mm-hmm. like i realized like oh shit i do past present tense yeah way too much mm-hmm. um i filled out i i filled out a uh online job application and just like post your resume and then the thing i'm never ready for is like here's a text box put in your cover letter and i just want to like give them my resume and answer their questions and leave mm-hmm. but that's not how you get a job and but i'm it? lazy so I just started typing kind of stream of consciousness and then was like, and now I realize that uh, I've started using past indicative and now I'm using past continuous. So I think I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> that was my cover letter they sent to the company. And you left it there? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like, well, just never apply to this company. Nope. <laughs> that, was, like, that was my cover letter. <laughs> Hopefully it's different enough that they'll be like, Let's look into this fellow. 
if he has the skills to pay the bills. Yeah. So it was enjoyable. So yeah. I, I did that one. Uh, horrible Human Being. But another good writing book is, I don't remember the name of it, but Orson Scott Card has a, a writing book that I enjoyed. I'm not familiar. Why is this? Who is this and why is he? wrote he? Ender's Game. Okay. Uh, he is a hardcore Mormon that is upset that they let blacks join the Mormon faith in the 70s. Mormon used to be anti-black. In the seventies, they reversed that decision, and he never seemed to recover from that. So, what do you do wrong? He's a racist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got you. That was a joke. That's Russ humor. That was a joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So, I I think I'll look into the other Stephen King one on writing. Cool. So, Mm -hmm. I don't really read. I've got. I buy books. I don't read them. Got like this thing. I've, I've read twenty-seven books this year so far. Pretty, Jesus Christ! It's it's like pretty proud. Of it's that. February eighth today. Pr- I'm pretty proud of that. Twenty-seven. So I mean, some the, of them. There've only been thirty-nine days. Some of them are novellas. So the, you're reading a book a day. So some of them are novellas. Well, so it's not that it's not as impressive as I've read saying. one book in twenty-four hours. And that was the Hardcore Diaries by Mick Foley. It's the only book I've ever read, 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 read cover to cover. I read three books on Sunday. Wow. The kids play and and I sit and read. And how then long? I, okay, you said some I, of them are novellas. Yeah. But how long are like the non-novellas? How long are they generally? I, my favorite length uh, is about three hundred pages. Like, I feel like those are one, 300 pages, which is about what you're looking at there. That's closer to four. But those are ones that, like, it's enough meat to be a cohesive story that mm-hmm. isn't bite-sized, but it doesn't, like, go on like and how crazy. long does it take you to read? Three and a half hours, four hours, maybe? Wow. Yeah, I can't. That would, it probably takes me twice as long to read that. So, but but I do audiobooks, too. Like, I have an hour commute each way, so I'm, yeah. count, I'm counting that. Yeah. Um, you know, and whenever I've got... Uh, Whenever I'm doing dishes or making dinner or something, I'm listening to audiobooks. So it's just like, like I have another friend who's who reads too, and he was asking the same thing. And I be, I've basically just take all the time that, especially you, if you wanted to, mm-hmm. take all the time that you spend fucking around on your phone and scrolling Facebook and just doing that shit. You just delete that. I just watch YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. So, like, I learned about math on YouTube. So, and that's, <laughs> I don't know. I think we've had this debate before, like, yeah. what is wasting your time or what's not wasting your time? Like, yeah. none of these things. It's are... weird that books are seem more noble than, like, oh, he reads. <laughs> or, oh, he watches YouTube. Yeah, I read cows and I read header. You know what I yeah. mean? And that sounds way better than But, yeah, if someone YouTube. said he looks at YouTube all day and then he reads three books in a day they're gonna think you are are the winner there where you know there's no winner no but that's what i'm saying like how in do actuality you, i'm educating myself how do you judge you're reading garbage how do you judge what's a waste of time yeah. like i think we've had that debate before um speaking of waste of time <laughs> was it i waste guess of time? We're, we're not done we're not done with this movie, this movie oh, yet. okay um yeah so she ends up killing crispin right so, well so she sets up a booby trap and 
Uh, so I was like, okay, I should just set up the booby trap. And then the guy came in the window. I was like, she set up a booby trap at the door and he comes in the window. So I was like, okay, one of two things is about to happen. I, at, at the end of this movie, either a Crispin is in on it or B Crispin is going to come back and get killed by the booby trap. Those were my two options. It's it's a yep. So Crispin uh, was on the level with Felix and Z. Uh, she ends up figuring it out, and he tries to talk himself out of it. She was supposed to be the witness. Yes. Uh, it didn't work. Nope. Because he killed. She kills him. She stabs him right in the neck and then the eye, uh, and gets shot for her troubles because the police finally show up. Yep. And then the booby trap goes off. <laughs> <laughs> End of movie. Um. I think I would agree with you on your overall thoughts is like when I've told you before my disease where I like pick out the best thing of a movie mm-hmm. and the best thing for me, this is that those couple scenes with the oh, dialogue yeah. were this, all, this movie has 15 to 20 good minutes and the rest isn't bad, but it doesn't, the rest does not live up to those 15 or 20 minutes. Nope. Um, I think it's a solid movie. I think yeah. for what, uh, what I would it recommend is. it. Yeah. Good. We're on the same page. Yeah. Speaking of recommended, yes, I would not recommend Blood Rage. Oh, I love Blood Rage. Russ, tell us what Blood Rage is about. Uh, Blood Rage is a story of family and heartbreak and love and longing uh, and misguided affections and deceit. It's a movie about a dude killing people. Or you could describe it like that. It's called Slasher. <laughs> The movie is anything that I just said wrong. Hmm? Is anything that I said wrong about those things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your thoughts? Just garbage? Uh, pretty much. Ted Raimi's in it. That was cool. Ted he Raimi's doesn't say a fucking word. Uh, so he points th- at some condoms and smiles. That's it. <laughs> By uh, the way, I love Ted Raimi. Do you know why I love Ted Raimi? No, I was going to ask that. Because Xena. Spider-Man? Xena? He's in Xena. Oh. He, like... Is Lucy Lawless a lesbian? I don't think... No, She's mar- she married the guy who made Xena. Oh. Am I just saying that because he's butch? Well, she's a lesbian on the show. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Is that why I thought that? Okay, that makes sense. Oh, that was a big deal when it happened, yeah. wasn't it? Because they have they have like this lesbian uh, hot tub scene. That's right. Yeah. Then that was a big deal when it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like the late nineties, probably mid to late nineties. Yeah, late nineties, early two thousands, somewhere okay. in there. That's probably why. Yep. Okay. That was probably around the same time as Ellen's character came out, right? Ellen, I think that was like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, somewhere in there. Yeah. Because that was when. Uh, Entourage dude. What's his name? Jeremy Piven? Yeah, Jeremy Piven. That's when we didn't know that he was a douchebag. Is he a douchebag? I think he's a douchebag. He plays a good douchebag. Oh, he definitely plays a good douchebag. Mm. I just assume he's a a douchebag. I I just assume anyone associated with the show Entourage is a douchebag. I like Entourage. Well, that makes you a douchebag. (laughs) I remember watching Entourage... With my wife, and I'm like, this is totally a guy move, guy show, and she was digging it too. I think 
people want to think that it was lampooning it, but I think it's not. Lampooning Hollywood? Hollywood and dude bros. I'm not so sure that it was. If it was Especially if you watch the Entourage movie. If it wasn't, then I hate it. <laughs> but I, the whole time I thought that it was. I think it's celebrating it. Really? But I like, don't know. But like the whole time... Was... This is coming from a guy who hasn't watched it. Oh. At all? Mm, not really. Oh, then they're not fair. Didn't say it was. Okay. Um, all right. I give my opinion anyway. So <laughs> That's why I'm on a podcast. So, uh, Blood Rage... Uh, you get uh, first opening scene. Is it a drive-in? The first word on the on the screen is Marianne. Ooh, yeah, that was weird. Sweet, I didn't know you were seventeen. <laughs> well, it's Puppy like love. she produced it. It's like Marianne somebody production. Yeah. Uh, it's also called Slasher, by the, the way. The movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, the movie thinks it's called Slasher <laughs> because it was called Blood Rage in the U.S. Yep. It was called like uh, uh, massacre at Shadow Woods or something like that yep, in something. like internationally. Yep. Never was it called slasher. I don't know where it got. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it had to have been because it's on the print. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It, but it was it, never distributed under that. Also, no. it was filmed in '83 and didn't get released till '87. Yep. That's a mark of quality. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but a lot of these. Movies around this time would be re-released under a hundred different names at the drive-in mm-hmm. just to keep them being able to... So somebody would be tricked into going seeing the movie they've already seen. Yeah. So that might have been where this print came from. Yeah. Um, so we open at the drive-in and uh, a guy goes through and buys popcorn that he pays with exact change for. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? That's what happens in movies. Yep, pays for it with exact change uh, and goes, and everybody is just fucking in this drive-in. Mm-hmm. Just everyone. I have to I drop mean, that's my, a drive-in. I have to get my little thing I drop so you need to talk. <laughs> that's a drive-in. Everybody fucks at a drive-in. That's the only reason to go to a drive-in. Did you ever really go to the drive-in? When I was a kid. Uh, we went to the drive-in all of the time, uh, and I loved it so much. However, the memory that I have from the drive-in is my mom would always yell at us and tell us we couldn't take off our shoes. <laughs> Because we would want to like go run and play in the grass and stuff, mm-hmm. and she would tell us that we couldn't take off our shoes because there was glass and needles on the ground. <laughs> so in my I mind, mean, in my mind, not until I was like way too old, like twenty five, and I and I had my own kids, did it click in my head. Like, wait a minute, there's not glass and needles all over the drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause in my mind, where the drive-in was, it's like an hour away from our from yeah. where we lived, and we would go there. So in my mind, this was like the the most dirty part of New York City, where it people was across were just, the street from a cornfield. Yes, but people were just. <laughs> <laughs> but in my mind, because my mom always said that, like I just imagined people shooting up constantly and throwing needles everywhere. Yeah, and it wasn't until I was way too late that that clicked in my head, and I was like, "Wait a minute, there's no needles." So my all-time favorite movie-going experience happened at a drive-in. Uh, we went and saw Independence Day, uh, I think on either July 3rd or July 4th. I think it was July 3rd. Like The day was supposed to come out. It got released a day early. I remember. Why do I remember all this? July. It was supposed to come out on July 3rd. It actually got released on July 2nd because there was so much hype around it. Anyway. So, you know, you've seen Independence Day, right? Mm-hmm. 
So you know at the end. Not the sequel. Me either. Uh, at the end, when he uploads the virus and all the ships are falling. Yep. Ships are falling, and there's a big shot of a bunch of ships falling. Uh, in the top right corner, shooting star as the ships are falling in the exact same direction that the ships are falling. So it was like the ships were falling through the atmosphere on, on Earth, and it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember seeing Lost World there when it was raining, and I was like sitting outside in like my lay down patio chair mm-hmm. in the rain as it's raining during cool. Jurassic Park. That's cool. It was awesome. I saw Jurassic Park with my grandmother who had already seen it. So she was like, I'll tell you when all the scary parts are. Because this is 92. I was eight years old. Uh, she was like, all right, I'll close your eyes. It's the scary part. And I'll let you know when you get open. Okay, you can open them now. And then when it came out on VHS, I remember like, oh, Jurassic Park. That was such a great movie. Watching it, it was like, that's a little scary. But the, even like eight-year-old pussy Justin was like, that's that's nothing. I remember the moment getting the vhs of jurassic park and watching it and i w- we were so stoked because we saw it in the theater and we got it and i remember thinking to this day like i am never gonna ever watch anything other than jurassic park over and over and over now that yeah. i own this and then exactly. you do it like six times over the course of a weekend and the newness wears off a little bit. yeah <laughs> i don't know that never wore off for me for tsb digitals too secret of the use mm-hmm. i watched that over and over and over again yeah that had Vanilla Ice and Kevin Nash in it. So yep. you know it's a good movie. Uh, um, so everybody's fucking in this drive-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for a woman who's there, and she's playing hard to get with her date because her kids are in the back seat. Asleep. They're asleep in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's like, I really don't want to fuck with my kids two feet away. And her date's like, come on, they're sleeping. Let's do it anyway. Yeah. And she seems like she was going to give in. Maybe. Uh, But the kids aren't asleep. Nope. They leave. They escape out the back. One of them proceeds to kill people. Yeah. Uh, Where's Dexter in this? I need... We need Dexter. (laughs) Because the one kid is obviously covered in spattered blood. Yes. Right? And then he... Like slaps the other kid across the face with some blood, hands him the axe, and is like, "He did it! Oh my god, he killed people." That's that would not fly today. No, but this wasn't blood today. spatter analysis would show that that was not too bad for Todd. <laughs> Todd, it was pinned on Todd. Terry's the one that killed him. Mm-hmm. Cut to like fifteen years later. I think it's supposed to be ten years. Ten years later. Okay. Uh, and we have this bizarre, like, sequence with the therapist. Was the dialogue that bad that they needed to narrate over it? So they narrate over it, but they only, like, narrated over the therapist. But the mom spoke her lines. Mm-hmm. It was the weirdest thing, like, right? Like, the therapist spoke a line or two. She, like, started to say something, and then her narration took over. The only thing I can think is there was a whole lot more of that, and they just smushed it down into that one scene. Or there wasn't enough. I don't know. The movie's only an hour and 22 minutes. Yeah, that's true. And at an hour and 22 minutes, it's an hour-long movie that's stretched to an hour and 22. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they, I don't know, they lost a reel or something at some point. Something. 
or the dialogue was about like they changed what the dialogue was about like the movie yeah. was a different movie but it's bizarre because it's the only voiceover that you have throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. and it's the the doctor doing the voiceover so what you learn here is that terry has been out and todd who is the one that has been uh in uh the hospital right mm-hmm. basically detained it's a mental- we learned that it's that she calls it the school but when she's in mid breakdown she goes okay let me say it's not a school it's a mental institution um so todd has claimed that it wasn't him it was his brother the whole time and they're like shut up todd be quiet todd yeah what do they give him like his mother gives him a gift that i think might just be a giant turd because he just mushes up this shit and mm-hmm. like throws it against the wall but I don't know what she gave him. Obviously, you weren't listening to her profess her entire life story to the operator. <laughs> because she tells her that she brought him a single slice of pie with, with whipped cream like she does every single year for Thanksgiving. It's a single slice of pie that is very pristine that she makes just for him. How can you? How do you make a single slice of pie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's what she says. It's like, it's like a cupcake? It was a single slice of pumpkin pie. That's impossible. Made just for him. Okay, I guess that explains. But the consistency that I was seeing was the same. <laughs> Have you ever seen Animal Factory with Willem Dafoe? Mm, probably not. So he's in jail, and he like tries to convince them that he's went crazy. So he like rubs shit all over himself, and that's exactly what it looked like. Mm, nice. Yeah. It's a good movie. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> like scatophilia. I'm a fan. You? Yeah, no, I'm not. That's gross. I can't handle peeing. Why would I, like, poop? You're, maybe you just are scared of vaginas. Maybe buttholes, you're like, are A-okay. No. I don't like man poop either. Mm. You sure about that? Call me a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) You might think it's weird, but I do not like poop. (laughs) Taking a hard line stance on this one. Judge me if you must. Um... So, at this point, too, the, this mother mm-hmm. is probably a wonderful woman. No. In real life. So. Oh, the actress? Yes. Who knows? Who knows? However, I could not get over her teeth in this movie. Did you see it? In her weird cleavage? Yes. Her, oh, thank God that you noticed <laughs> it's this, It's like... Too. So, it's not cleavage because it like goes up, but then it like overlaps. But she's also a woman in her late fifties to early sixties, yeah. so who she, is not attractive. She uses like push up cleavage, but then like her cleavage has a muffin top because it kind of like goes over. Uh, and her teeth are horrible, mm-hmm. um, and just like green. And she makes out with at least two people over the course of this movie, and both <laughs> of them I'm like, oh my god, why are you going near her mouth? Look at that! But then I also couldn't stop looking at her cleavage. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because it's like a car wreck. I don't. I think it's also just being a guy. Is but it was terrible. Like it was horrible cleavage, right? Yeah. Oh, I just described it in detail. I know, but I need to <laughs> reaffirm because I described. I watched this movie with my wife six months ago, a year ago, and she hated it. And yeah. I was trying to tell her what we were doing for for the episode, and I had to describe the cleavage and the teeth to her. And she's like, oh, okay, I know that movie. <laughs> Brothers killed each other, I don't remember that. Uh, oh, the, the cleavage teeth movie. That woman. Yeah. So it's Thanksgiving. 
They're having Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, and wait, who is present at this, and how did they get present at this? A new neighbor, a new, a new neighbor, neighbor chick that they're jogging by, and mm-hmm. he checks this girl out. He hit the he hits on her pretty heavy in front of both of their moms, though. Like she, he's just checking her out. Well, in front of her mom and his girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just we're not the same out. person. Just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> checking her out and then they're like yeah we'll go to thanksgiving at our neighbors that we've never met mm-hmm. bizarre yeah so they're at thanksgiving you seem like a nice chap you've certainly never murdered people <laughs> of course we'll come <laughs> so they go to thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. and they announce the mom announces that her and the fiance are getting married yes uh, i want to point out everyone at the table is drinking wine or cider or something out of uh wine glasses Mm -hmm. but terry's drinking milk because they wanted to make him seem weird i think yeah that's i I literally put is he drinking milk because he's weird and then i checked it out every single one else is drinking the same thing wine or and later they try to give him alcohol and he says like just give me the orange juice i don't drink alcohol yeah i don't know yeah Uh, it was a character trait that's what you call that yeah deep um people who don't drink alcohol are weird mm -hmm. so 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 they uh do people assume you're not you are an alcoholic when you say you don't drink i don't know maybe probably in their heads probably yeah i found like when i went to like you know the club you know as i want to do you know i i would be talking with talking with a guy at the club and you say, oh, you know, I don't drink alcohol. He then tries to make it his mission to get you drunk. <laughs> like, no, no, no. You normally don't drink. But tonight, yeah. you're getting fucked up. And that was going to be the time that I just but give you... up my 34-year streak. <laughs> but you tell the same thing to a girl. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. That is, like, so amazing. I have so much respect for you. I'm going to go blow that guy. <laughs> that guy that's drunk over there because <laughs> yeah. that's way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, mom gets a phone call, uh, and she says, they tell her that, uh, Todd has escaped the school. Yeah. Uh, she calls Terry in and tells him it and says, don't tell anyone. Yeah. And Terry keeps the secret like my fucking four year old. (laughs) (laughs) Because (laughs) as soon as they sit down, he's like, you're all going to be my crazy brother because he escaped. Yep. (laughs) And then he just starts, like, eating his Thanksgiving dinner, like, everything's great. And, and the mom, like, has this tiny little piece of turkey, <laughs> like, half in her mouth. And she's just, like, not staring him down, but, like, staring at him, like, blank expression, kind of, like, betrayal. Like, she's trying to do betrayal, but she also has turkey in her mouth. Uh, a couple weekends ago, uh, we let my son choose where he wanted to go to lunch, so we went to Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And it was me and my eight-year-old sitting side by side, my four-year-old, my wife on the other side of us. And I pointed out to my eight-year-old because it was I noticed it. And I was like, what is that woman doing over there? And we could not keep our composure the rest of the time because this woman was eating French fries like a cartoon character. So she would put the fry in her mouth mm-hmm. and then it was like it was like Bugs Bunny eating a carrot. Like when he takes like a thousand tiny little bites, she was like, 
<laughs> so, so him and I are dying. And like I, a wood chipper. Yes, that's exactly what it was like. She would take at least five to ten bites per French fry. <laughs> so I ended up like getting out my phone and taking a video of her like making my, my wife and other son split, split apart so I could try to show them what was happening. And... <laughs> My eight-year-old and I are just dying like we have tears streaming down our face because we're watching this woman eat her French fries. Uh, it was a good memory, building it with my son about judging other people. Nice. That's how we do it here in the hall home. The eight-year-old that you called a douchebag and texted me today. Oh, he was being a douche today, dude. What an ass bag. Yeah, he didn't go to go get a boat, go to Boy Scouts because he was being a he turd. He didn't get a boat? <laughs> he didn't get to go to Boy Scouts because he was being a turd. So, yeah. Yeah, so then Todd escapes. Uh, oh, so the, uh, prof- the professor, the uh, psychiatrist and her assistant show up at the door they knock. Terry answers, and the guy immediately pulls a gun on him. So, I, we need to, you went over this too fast. A prisoner who has killed, supposedly, that they believe has killed, mm-hmm. has escaped. Yeah. So they send a single orderly and a therapist after him. Yeah. No police. Mm-mm. No detectives. Nope. No manhunt. No. The single therapist. And orderly on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and the orderly who goes to shoot him, and the guy's like, I'm not Todd. And he's like, okay, that's good enough for me. <laughs> it's not me. But then, okay, so then the newly minted fiancé comes up. Wait, before, they're in the... He's in with his his fiancé, mm-hmm. the two to-be-weds, and he's trying to fuck her. Yeah, on they're the, sitting on, on the, the bed. bed. They're sitting on the bed, and I'm like thinking to myself, like, "Ooh, is this me? What I do to my wife?" <laughs> like, because she just found out her son that has been Im- imprisoned for ten years mm-hmm. just escaped, yeah, and might be coming to kill them. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you want to mm-hmm. do it? Might and be our last shot." So, <laughs> so I'm trying to think, like, is that what I'm like with my wife when she's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just a little bit of moment of the life self, of being a dude. Self reflection. Like, yeah. ooh, is that what it's what I do? Yeah. <laughs> just gotta give it the old college try, you know? <laughs> How about now? You wanna do it now? Like I just had the baby ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh that's a Jeff Foxworthy thing, remember that? Uh uh-uh. right, I was gonna reference a David Cross joke of a garbage man on the side of a truck going by and hitting on all the girls. And he's just like, you gotta admire that. And just like, you know what? Maybe 99 out of 100, maybe, you know, they say no. But maybe that one likes to fuck on a pile of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then, knock on the door, Terry arrives. And then the mom and the fiance come up. And they are obviously outside of his apartment. Or her apartment, wherever. And he starts talking to the therapist, I'm the manager here. And I'm just like, wait, did 
were they filming this where this was this supposed to be a liquor store now or something? <laughs> like they never established that he's the property manager. Yeah, it, but then he says I'm the manager here, and it was the most confusing fucking thing to my brain. It, it took a minute for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, and then he tells her like, "You better be looking out because he's probably going to be on a patio if he's going to be anywhere." I don't remember that line at all. He 100 percent said like, <laughs> "Watch for them. He's probably on a patio." Because okay. he just loves patios? Well, I don't know. But here's the thing. Because they only have four locations and two of them are patios? Yeah, but he shows up then on the patio uh-huh. of the fiance of the manager of this place. The guy told the therapist where to look for him. He's going to be on a fucking patio. And then he goes to his office and sits with his back to the giant fucking <laughs> patio door that is unlocked. Yeah, because Terry just walks right in and kills him. Because he walks in and fucking kills him. Mm -hmm. But he said, watch out. He's going to show up on the patio. And then he goes and sits with his back to the patio door (laughs) that's unlocked. Uh. Oh, he told her what was going to happen. They also go and hang out. Terry smokes some dope with... uh, The orderly. With the orderly. Yeah. Again, pulls his gun on him, and he's like, no, man, I'm Terry. He's like, okay, cool. Want to smoke some weed? <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. By the way, that hand, like, whoever did the special effects of this movie, or the director who made the guy who did the special effects of this movie, likes dead, like, detached body parts moving around. Like, oh, writhing. yeah. Because mm-hmm. the hand, that looks real bad. Like, you can tell it's, like, nailed to the floor or something, and it looked real bad. And then, like... Spoiler, the therapist dies and her legs that are just like going. Uh, Later, also, I'll talk more about this, but he also likes dead bodies that are supposed to be dead moving. Yeah. (laughs) I think every single single dead body breathes in this movie. If you see a dead body after after the kill, it's breathing. Uh, The simultaneously, the girl that he had hit on before, uh, Terry goes and visits right yeah uh and she obviously wants to fuck him he doesn't want to have anything to do with it because uh, he's the prototype for dexter he doesn't want to fuck what? her terry doesn't want to uh, have sex with the girl yeah right uh and there's a moment where she walks away i couldn't tell if you were trying to fuck me see this is your this is the problem with you you're the boy who cried wolf like 20 million times <laughs> And so I don't know <laughs> if it's real or not. What? Because you you it? made a statement of fact. Yes. And it turned out to be true. Yeah. But generally when you make a statement of fact, it is to be believed that it's the exact opposite of what you're saying. Subverted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, should have never taught you that word. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't know it until the moment <laughs> that you showed up. Yep. So the thing that I've realized is the mark of a bad actor is when you look at someone as they're not in the room anymore and you just smile and shake your head because no one in real life has ever, ever, ever done that. And anytime you see it done in a movie, it is bad. Smile and shake their head when someone's not in the room anymore. Yeah. Like someone walks away and you're like, that guy. Oh, yeah. It's terrible because it happens here like twice. You, you did it, and I understood immediately. Oh, okay. You describing it for the radio audience, they're probably not going to understand. Hold on, I'll do it again. Everybody look at me. You ready? That guy. <laughs> there you go. Is that better? It's way better in person, guys. 
<laughs> You'll understand it completely and know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we get three of the exact same joke about cranberry sauce. <laughs> yes. One of them... Because it's seconds, a holiday movie. You want to know sec- it's Thanksgiving. Ten seconds apart from the other one. Yes. They couldn't come up with any other Thanksgiving Day puns. No, it's his. that's his his mark. That This was going to be a franchise. <laughs> and it was going to be the Cranberry Sauce trilogy. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. Because it's... it's the, the You find out in the third movie it actually was Cranberry Sauce. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. But but the second time, second and third time that he says it, it's after the same kill. Yeah, it's not like he, if he would do it after once after every kill, then it would be like, oh, he said it, it's coming, yeah. he did it, and it could be his last words or something. He does doesn't he do one in the shower? Yeah, he does one or the sauna, maybe, and then two on like the yeah bridge. when he kills he but he kills the dude with a fork. They find the machete, and he's like. What is that? He's like, well, it's not cranberry sauce. Here's a fork in your neck. And then he has the bloody thing and just like, he like licks it. And like, hmm, it's not cranberry sauce. Uh, he ends up chasing. Nobody thought it was cranberry sauce. <laughs> there's we can see there's blood. You just killed that dude with it. <laughs> there's nobody else around. <laughs> uh, he ends up going after his girlfriend and she sees the manager of the hotel sitting at his desk. Mm-hmm. And proceeds to stand there and pound on the door. Yeah. And then opens it because it was unlocked. Still! It's still unlocked. <laughs> it was never locked. And she decided to pound on it and yell before she tried to open the door. The girlfriend doesn't open the door. The mom does. Is it the mom? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Same so, point. Okay. I have a question. Does Terry live with his mother? Yes. Okay. So... Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, uh, I don't know if it's explained. That's was my assumption. That's because Todd thought. goes into that room where there's like Yoda mask and all that stuff. Is that Terry's room? I would I would assume so. Yes. Okay. The mom is calling her fiance on the red couch. Then Terry brings the girlfriend home. And makes out on the couch and throws all the cushions on the floor. And then cut back to the mother on the same red couch, undisturbed, still calling the fiancé. Plot hole. Continuity error. I think it's a continuity error. I don't know. That's a plot hole. Although I didn't really understand what you described. She's sitting on the same couch, right? She's sitting on the same couch that they're making out on. Oh, I didn't. At the same time. I don't think you said that, that they're on that couch. Yes, because she's calling the dude, and then cut to them making out on the couch, then cut to back her still sitting on that same couch. I think that's her place. Still calling the dude. That's her place that they're making out on. No, he says, want to go back to my place. And she says, okay. I don't remember. That's very, very specific. So unless, unless that red couch comes with every apartment and he owns an apartment inside her same building. Do you want me to ask the manager? Yeah. Can you, can you pound on the. Nope. He's died. Oh, he's died. (laughs) Yeah. He's died. He has dead. Is that better? Yep. Thanks. Good. Um, why this movie? Yes. I do. I don't know. I do love 
how casual Todd is so many of the so often. He's very casual about these kills. Todd or Terry? Terry, I'm sorry. Okay. Terry is super casual with these kills. Yeah. He's like, ah, I'm stabbing you. <laughs> Isn't this great? Uh, he kills the women in the sauna. Yeah. And this is the moment where I rewound it like four times. Because they do the shot three times. And the shot can't be longer than two seconds, maybe three, if I'm being very generous. Mm-hmm. And they are breathing. Like, they are very skinny girls. Well, it's a guy and a girl. Yeah. She's a very skinny girl, the one that's on top. She's like jiggling and she's inhaling and then the guy that she's on top of is breathing she's like visibly vibrating but it's only two seconds yeah you could not you can't film that for like four seconds and be like hey don't breathe and then take the two seconds when they weren't breathing i've seen plenty of movies where they stay on them for like an absurd amount of time and i'm impressed that i can't see them breathing like psycho janet lee yeah you know that slow zoom into her eyeball uh this however was literally three seconds at most at Not most any... that you're being incredibly generous i am there. no i'm being generous on purpose and she just it looked like she she's was jiggling she's vibrating and he's breathing <laughs> it was like i i i actually thought that that was supposed to be part of it <laughs> like like why is she so violently it's she's violently but also like subtly those are opposite words but you understand Mm -hmm. it's very violent but it's very small Mm -hmm. like jiggle and he's just like i gotta take a breath now (laughs) even all right here's the thing i'm not i won't even blame the actors because they have to breathe at some point right but did they only film them for those three seconds? Was that like all that they shot? Like they were trying to conserve that much film? They were like, we got seven feet of film and we got to do this. I mean, I, all I got, <laughs> all I need is two seconds of them laying there dead. And they were just like, all right, roll it. Cut. That's it. We're done. Well, wait, we're not wait, going back. I didn't hear action. I didn't hear action. I was still breathing. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's good. You won't even be able to tell. But how would they have not filmed 10 seconds of film? Exactly. They could have used a short end and had 10 seconds and then had someone not breathing. Yeah. <laughs> that two seconds, maybe three, is like representative of how I feel <laughs> this whole film. <laughs> yeah, uh, this movie's not good. No. And it, the ending's gross. Um, do you think Nike sponsored this movie? Because there's at least two Nikes in this. He's wearing a Nike shirt at one point and he has Nike swishes hmm. on his shoes. Do you think Star Wars approved this movie because there's a Yoda head? No, I think they're just like, what are kids like these days? What are 23-year-old kids like? I think they were supposed to be like 20. Uh, Todd ends up, well, no, they were trying to give him alcohol. They were kids. Well, okay, Thanksgiving. She doesn't seem like the best mom. That's true. So, <laughs> ignore that. Other than that, it's the kids alone drinking alcohol. So, uh, so Todd and Terry, it, t- we we kind of glossed over the fact that Todd has escaped, and he's trying to track down Terry to stop him from killing people, or just go home. Yes, he's given no motivation. He's just wandering around. He's escaped for reasons. <laughs> And Terry's like, well, he's escaped. I can kill again. Yeah, this is my 
this is my I've been waiting for this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they end up fighting in the water and somehow Todd ends up underwater for an extended period of time. He Terry like tries like he to got drown him. Dunked. He tries to drown him for about one and a half seconds. <laughs> and that and then is like, I'm going to swim way over there. But it now. worked for like 10 seconds. Like Terry was just. Under- I think Todd's just weak. And he's like, oh, he's trying to drown me. I should just accept it. <laughs> and the girlfriend's like, I don't, get up. He plays possum underwater. Like literally me. stand up. You're fine. You're it's the shallow end. It's fine. Uh, so, so the mom comes in. The mom comes in. And shoots Todd, or what she thinks is Todd, because it's the it's the killer. She shoots the killer, uh huh. Who she assumes is Todd. Correct. She realizes, however, it's well. Hold on. How does she kill him? She shoots him in the stomach. Right. Then she shoots him in the left eye, and he yeah. yells and recoils. Yeah. Then she shoots him again, like four times in the head. Yeah, and then he falls in, and he is immediately lost every drop of blood in his body. <laughs> Goes into that pool <laughs> on impact. That's how blood works. Yeah. Uh, so he, Todd starts yelling, I'm Todd. Yeah. She's I'm like, Todd. oh, Terry. Because this movie, I think, is like, I don't, there were parts in it like when the mom finds her fiance where... I, I don't know if she's waiting to do the dramatic thing uh, because she's like, okay, I got to prepare myself. And then, you know, they'll cut obviously in between here. And they're just like 10 seconds of nothing before she's like, uh, okay, I guess I got to move him. Oh my God, he's dead. Uh, and so, and places like, what did I just do? I feel like I had a, a stroke. And know. so, and places like... <laughs> At the end, they're trying to milk out the... Because we know that she thinks she shot Todd and that she's holding Terry. We know that. We're not stupid. But she goes on for about 78 seconds about, Oh, my boy, I'll never leave you. You're the best. Blah, 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 blah. On and on and on and on. Drawing it out, drawing it out. And then, oh, Terry... Like, we knew she thought it was Terry. Yes. And he's like, "I'm my name is Todd. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. Then he gets up and goes to the wall and starts I'm banging Todd. his head on the wall saying, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. But then you hear two voices saying, I'm, I'm Todd. Todd. And so the I'm mom Todd. is also saying, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. So she just keeps repeating, I'm, I'm Todd. Todd, as he's repeating, I'm, I'm Todd. Todd. And then she shoots herself in the brain. I'm Todd. And the movies, <laughs> they both yeah, thankfully they both, over. They both scream, point. "I'm Todd" for like ten minutes. And yeah. I wonder if my wife could hear us from two floors <laughs> up. <laughs> I was trying to like get into the voice acting thing there, like I was standing back from the mm-hmm. mic a little bit and yeah, everything. It's good, yeah. Except probably better mics would pick that up better. Yeah, these have a real small cone. Mm. That's why you gotta get up in them. Get up on it. Oh, like what, did close you think, what did you think about Blood Rage, Justin? Blah. It's, it's real ob- bad. It's obviously terrible, but it's so terrible in like this this uh, like innocent way. Like it thinks that it's doing something good that uh, that I kind of love it. 
I have a more cynical view. I feel like this movie was just farted out. Like, they had an idea, and they're just like, let's make a movie. And they're like, wait, we need a script. Like, fuck it. I got this. Yeah, I look at this more, I think, less devious, and I look at it more as like a three-legged dog. Like, look how cute it is that they managed to do that movie. <laughs> oh, they, they made a movie. They did a thing. Yeah, look at them. Good for the you. The moment I saw Ted, uh, Ted Raimi, I looked at every cast and crew member and uh, on IMDb, and I'm like, Sam Raimi has to be involved in this somewhere. Like, he uh, was like, special thanks or something. <laughs> No, just Mm-mm. randomly Ted Raimi. Nope. Selling condoms in the bathroom and a drive-in. <laughs> I think that's what Ted Raimi's doing right now, Probably, actually. yeah. <laughs> uh, He's actually had a good career after all that stuff. He was like in West Wing and other shows. Uh, did you ever watch Sports Night? I love Sports, Sports Night. Sports Nights. I've watched that series like four times probably. Yeah. It's great. I was going to say that, but I didn't remember the name of the show. It's called Sports Night. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to say the words? Next week. Oh. Did I, I hope the mic didn't just <laughs> nope, pick up I that. I heard it in my, that reverse, it in my cans. It was like, I apologize. I'm trying not to do it. It was like a reverse burp. <laughs> His body did a thing right into the microphone. <laughs> Blood Rage sucks. But... You know what doesn't suck? Blood Rage is good. Uh, I feel like there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to be like mad as soon as I see this. (laughs) Okay. So. (sighs) I'm trying to look in the reflection of that poster frame behind you. I see three heads. It's Goodfellas. I. Is it Goodfellas? So, okay, this is Remake Me. We're about horror. It's Goodfellas. We're about horror. So, I tried to find horror movies, but I, you probably have everything, but I didn't know what you had. Okay. So, I wasn't going to like be like, if I just named two random movies, he probably owns them and like could get me copies of them or whatever, or could get himself copies of them. So, I had to look at what was on streaming and everything. Uh... I looked at a bunch of the best horror movies on streaming services you can watch right now. Even ones from like three weeks ago are completely out of date. I'd be like, oh, we need to watch that. It's not on the service anymore. <laughs> like fucking whatever. So I was like, all right, stop. Stop trying to do this. Okay. I, stop trying to be I, Russ. Be here's Justin. Here's I want what you I almost to be Justin. Picked. Uh, this is the, have I told you my rule that I'm not allowed to do with my wife anymore? When I tell her like, I thought about buying you flowers. Oh yeah. 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 So this is going to happen. I'm going to be like, I would have loved that. Okay. So on Amazon prime, which I know you have access to are Hellraiser and Hellraiser two. And I was like, this is like, I feel like the big, when you think horror, when you think of horror icons, Pinhead is like the one we haven't done yet. They're Clive Barker movies, you know, Clive Barker properties. And I was like, boom, that's my pick. Awesome, done. But then I was like, that's not me. Also, you probably, you probably, we probably haven't watched them because you have some dumb idea 
that you're going to pull off in the future. Yeah, we're going to. And each, I don't want to take that away from you. We're going to each drive nails into our skull. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Become human pun. Human <laughs> pin cushions I need, like Brian I want Brushwood. That, I want that to be a ringtone. Whatever you just did there, where you were just like, him, ha, him, 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 him. Okay. <laughs> so, I thought... Oh, you would subvert the fuck out of me if it is Hellraiser. <laughs> I thought, okay, let's. it's my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh... I thought about maybe doing some Marvel movies, but I thought that might be a little too out of our normalness, though I will probably pin you down and make you watch every Marvel movie at some point if we do another Chucky or Saw. I think that should be our next one is MCU. Isn't that like 20 movies at this point? Yep. Holy shit. It'll be a while. That's almost as many children of the corners there. <laughs> uh... But I just thought, okay, in and around the horror genre, what do I like? I love puzzles. That's why I am a computer programmer. Cube. So, let's do movies about puzzles. This is one of my favorite movies ever. I don't know how it became that, but this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Handing the phone Zodiac. Uh, you have said that it's one of your favorite movies, and I feel like the one rule that I gave you, you failed because you brought this up to me before. You said no Nightcrawler, so I really <laughs> wanted Zodiac Nightcrawler. That would have been the perfect, <laughs> exact... That gave you one rule. Uh, so I I did see Zodiac years ago. Uh, I don't remember all that much about it. I remember the brother from Drew Carey uh, being the main... Uh, uh, Suspect. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. all I can remember about this movie. So I'm excited to rewatch it. I forget his name. John Lloyd Chapman, I think. Maybe. That's a guy. I know that's a name. Uh, and it sounds right because I recognize that from the credits of Walking Dead. And he was in Walking Dead for a while. So, yes, this is good. This is one that I've been meaning to rewatch for a while. Uh, and I have little to no recollection of it. Uh, cool. And I've watched that movie like every two or three months. And Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. And he is dreamy. Yeah, he is. Oh, God. I'm trying to swipe on my phone, and from a distance, it wasn't working. Do you have a speech about this one, too? Uh, or the speech is you made it about yourself? Which is good, because it's what we wanted. Yeah. So, it has to have a theme. Uh, see if you can figure out the theme. Uh, the obvious. Is David Fincher the theme? David Fincher is So, the we're theme. looking at seven, uh, which is arguably one of the best of these type of movies. Mm-hmm. The thriller killer subgenre right um yeah i haven't rewatched this for a long time and uh i do own it uh i think i own zodiac as well so we would have been safe there cool um i don't remember what it was but recently we not we recently there was a movie and they did a flashback sequence uh it was butterfly effect which even in of itself is old now holy shit yeah that movie came out when we were in high school i think or just after so they did a flashback in Butterfly Effect when they were kids, and they were in Seven, right? <laughs> and then I just realized that that movie is old, that they were doing a flashback in that made me feel old. Yeah. I think that's just decades right there. Like, you just saw me realize I was in my 20s, and then you made me realize I was in my 30s. 
So that's good. Yeah. Uh, two quality movies that we can dissect and really dig into. So next week we've got Zodiac and Seven. I love. I I I think you've said your wife is like super into serial killers. Yes. I love uh, the whole unsolved mystery kind of. Not unsolved mysteries because that was usually about like the Loch Ness monster or something. Though I did love that, uh, like unsolved cases and f- like I watch forensic files all the time. I don't, I, every time I watch them, I feel like they were all made in like 1997. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> they made 127 of them, all in 1997, <laughs> and uh, they're all great. I love yeah. them all. Uh, good. So yeah, that's exciting. Thank you for giving me the week off. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for um, giving me like two or three hours worth of work that I did at work. So, you know, I was getting paid to do it. So good. I'm glad you paid for it. Uh, what else you got? That's not cranberry sauce. <laughs>